0: edition. Spooky Spectre edition.
1: Not Phil Spectre. Although he was spooky. Yeah, let's not, <laughs> so let's I think not have sp- him as a guest on the show. We can avoid that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't know about the Phil Spector, look him up. But uh, one of the great geniuses in music, and um, Ringo Starr famously said, uh, the guy was completely batshit crazy oh i've already sworn on the beginning of the show well you know that's how it goes it's a it edition. um uh but then ringo continued but the music can't take away the music so, she's so fine among other hits um where it, things already the devil has entered the studio halloween um the uh, first voice you heard um, was uh, Professor Matthew Stanley. Oh, by the way, I, I'll take the blame for everything that's happened so far. I'm documentary filmmaker. Philip Shane, we do have to tell the truth as documentary filmmakers. And with us, another truth teller, a uh, professor at New York University historian of science, Matthew Stanley. Howard.
1: How's your truth? Um, my truth is okay, but I'm just brimming over with road rage today. So I'm wondering oh, really? if I could do something about yeah. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, we might. Yes, we might. Uh, also with us, perhaps, I don't know, bubbling over with road rage or, you know, do pilots get do road rage? I don't know what they would call that. Do virologists get road rage? Lab rage. Do you have lab yeah. rage? Lab be. rage
2: is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes that's like the juxtaposition between like experiments don't work and also co-workers. It's still an office space. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just imagine like the office space scene, like where they're beating the like copy machine to death. But like imagine us <laughs> doing that with like an instrument that doesn't work or like in our heads with an experiment that just won't work either. Yeah, it's a lot like right. that. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. That rage-filled scientist is uh, Gabby Panicia, virologist at Rockefeller University. And uh, you said you you have uh, uh, something exciting coming up this afternoon.
2: Uh, Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's exciting so much as it's a thing I have to do, but I am (laughs) working on one of the few reliable pieces of equipment in the laboratory. And I desperately need this time because... It's it's a, a machine that reads uh, fluorescence imaging of like Ooh. plates. So it does it kind of automatically. Cool. It's pretty fast and it's very nice. But because it's nice and convenient and fast, everybody uses it all of the time. So it's been booked up for the last three days straight. And I really need to image this experiment that I did. So it's uh, if I'm not there for too long, somebody will swoop in. And, yeah, uh, I'd prefer not to have to like you know go all Mad Max on somebody for. <laughs> <laughs> for the instrument time.
0: That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. We'll look forward to that. Um, so it is uh, It is the eve of um, Halloween, a few days away uh, as we record this. Um, uh, Matt, do you know, is, is Halloween celebrated um, a lot outside the United States?
1: Uh, no, almost nowhere. Um, ah, okay. So if you're living overseas and you show up to work, you know, dressed <laughs> as Jack Sparrow or something. Expect yeah. to get some funny looks. Um.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, we'll get to ha- Halloween. May creep up in this episode. It's not overtly part of the ep- part of the subject, but um, our ifs. We never know where they're going to go. Actually, Gabby, can you can you define an if when we say that? What what does that mean for those who are new to this world?
2: Yeah. So every week we essentially explore a what if idea where we change one thing about the universe and that's our if. And then we follow the ramifications of that as far out as it can go. And we can start big or start small. And no matter what, somehow we usually tend up tend to end up breaking the universe or society and life as we know it. So uh, it's a little bit of fun. Buckle your seatbelts, <laughs> I guess. Buckle
0: your seatbelts. Oh, that's good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and our if this week uh, comes to us from the uh, audience, from the world of uh, listeners, one of our newest listeners, Suzanne of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and of Brooklyn, USA. And um, Suzanne asks, "What the if um, cars did not have horns? Mm, mm-hmm. Imagine." Uh, and so, before we announce the uh, fanfare that will begin the experiment, uh, I think everyone needs to know. Uh, what the safety protocols are. So Matt, if you could help us, how should people prepare as we We begin this experiment? As
1: Gabby said, there are often unexpected consequences um, to our messing with reality. Uh, And in this case, they're probably pretty straightforward. Um, So make sure your seatbelts are on and your airbags are armed. (laughs) Um, And you've put a piece of tape over your license plate so the police can't track you down.
0: That's very good (laughs) And uh, always remember your papper As we ask (laughs) What the if Cars Did not Have horns Now we don't mean horns As in like Buffalo Do buffalo have horns? (laughs) Steers Yes (laughs) Yes, they do (laughs) Or bulls Uh but the little beeping thing, the honking thing, um, what if they didn't have horns? What I love about this if is, that, and again, I must, must tell everyone as we do this, this is live. This is improvised live. Live to tape, as we say. Live to, live to drive. Um, but uh, we don't know where this is going to go. But there's something, I don't know, there's something. My favorite ifs are the ones that are kind of quiet. you know, Just like this little tiny change. And this, uh, was, this, this lit- will literally... This will
1: in- that's right. This is literally quiet. Yeah.
0: Literally quiet. So, <laughs> um, uh, Gabby, as a scientist, how do we begin? How, w- what's the appropriate means with which to launch this experiment of thought?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think, as always, we kind of try to start by defining sort of the boundaries about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do we mean, in this case, that as of right now every car horn is disappearing from every car or are we going and blasting back into the past and deciding that when cars were sort of just coming onto the scene that they went with something else rather than horns. And I think depending on which one we pick, that will kind of change how this fleshes itself out.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah. Matt, what do you feel? What direction? uh,
1: Um, yeah, let's just get rid of them. Um, W- like we elect, got tired of them. Yeah, we, we elect someone with unusual preferences for the next president, and their major platform is getting rid of car horns. Imagine a president who wants more quiet. That really would, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would not really be a, yeah.
0: a change of pace. Yeah, so so we get rid of... I, I do like that because I do like the idea that we understand what the horns were supposed to do, and then that suddenly they're gone, and then we have to come up with new means for communicating what it was that they did. So mm-hmm. um, Matt, you were saying something now about the history of horns. You were saying that...
1: Oh, yeah. So um, uh, horns, as is often the case with technology, um, whatever technology we we use right now seems like the obvious and only option yeah. for that kind of thing. Yeah. But in almost every case, lots of different things were tried out before. Something was chosen, usually for arbitrary reasons. Um, so, for cars, um, th- there were two other technologies that I'm aware of um, to serve the same purpose as horns. Uh, there may well be more. Um, one was bells. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, and this was kind of in continuity to bicycles Mm -hmm. um, because bicycles typically had bells on them um, to warn passers-by that they were coming. So just adding them to cars was fairly obvious Um, that didn't work especially and trolleys exactly right. So the the bells was already a well-known danger signal. So and trains too, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's right. We can talk about trains too. Um, And the other. was a a different sort of strategy, Uh, was a visual strategy, Um, was actually little flags on the side of the car and you would pull a lever and then the flag or the hand or whatever would pop up to that side. Um, And that has, and there's actually, I think, something kind of subtle and and important in that one is that of course both both horns and bells um, are auditory, um, but this one is visual. So, choosing what sense you want to use to communicate with other drivers, um, you have some options, I guess would be interesting
0: I, thing just, I love you. the image of a hand, like a literally like a like a hand puppet or something mm-hmm. that or you know, if they have at the um football games those giant hands yes, with the pointed it. finger <laughs> the giant foam fingers. yeah, yeah, yeah a giant foam finger could just point up, you know, I'm turning.
2: Um, or it's New York and it's a giant foam middle finger because yeah. <laughs> that's really the way it works here. That's right. That's right.
0: That's right. Um, so uh, the, the bells is kind of fun. I feel like the bells, whoever banned the horns would also ban the bells.
1: I think that seems likely. Yeah,
0: They just don't like the sound.
1: Um, and, the, um, and this Actually, th- that experiment was kind of done before too in um, Japan. Uh, it used to oh. be that before cars were very common in Japan, there lots of bikes, um, and there was a sort of pol- it's a very polite society. So there was a politeness habit of whenever you were coming to an intersection, you would ring your bell, so people would know you were coming. Very nice. Yeah. Um, the problem is in, say, Tokyo, if you have 10 million people all <laughs> ringing their bells at the same time, it's this yeah. total cacophony. It does no work. Um, and as the story goes, I don't know how apocryphal this is, um, there was sort of a decree from on high um, saying no more bells on your bus. Uh, and yeah. as the story goes, the next day, there, were no more, there was no more digging of the bells. And the story is usually told as an example of sort of how conformist and hierarchical Japanese society is. So like I said, I don't know if that's true or not. Right. Um, but, that's, um, uh, but that is but one that is one thing to think about. Whatever method we choose is going to be used by lots of people um, with great frequency.
0: Yeah. And I would. I think I have to mention for people who don't live in New York, I mean, whatever city you live in, you probably hear horns. Now, some of the particularly gigantic cities, maybe like Mexico City, you do hear horns as much as you do in New York. But I just want to add that the sound of honking horns in New York is is constant, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, well, especially in Manhattan, mm-hmm. in, in enormously noisy. So the, it is a little bit like the bells were in, in Tokyo. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I am team right off the FDR gang. Oh, and right. And so, yes, I, uh, yes, I'm intimately familiar with the yes. constant, unceasing honking of the average New York driver.
0: Yes. FDR, the highway that rings...
1: Manhattan, and uh, yes, that's right, not the zombie president. Yeah.
2: Yes, <laughs>
0: was he, is there a story about a zombie? No, I'm just FDR? saying. If,
1: if some if people didn't know that there was a highway called FDR, and you say right. I live next to FDR, people are going to think that you're being haunted <laughs> by the ghost of the whatever that was 37. Very president. appropriate.
0: Very appropriate. Yeah. Very on on task mm-hmm. uh, for Halloween. Um, Gabby, what what? Let's say you're going to buy a car, and uh, it comes with these various options. Uh, Which one, which signaling device are you going to choose?
2: Well, it's kind of interesting because in my head, I'd be sort of comparing what ways each one works, right? Because if you have some sort of like visual-based signaling thing, you have to be looking at it. So if somebody cuts you off, you can't really, unless your your modulator is just brightness. Your only recourse is to essentially like flash your high beams at somebody to be like, "Hey, you cut me off." Yeah. Um, you can't really warn somebody, there's a lot of conditions where you can't really warn somebody that like you're skidding out of control or anything like that, or or like something else has happened, um, because people need to see you. And if you are behind some kind of blind curve or something like that, you are kind of invisible. Mm -hmm. Um, Sound does have the benefit of, you know, you can hear it just about wherever, so even if you're not looking, you can figure out where that's coming from. Um, yeah. I almost wonder if there's sort of a third option, given that this is current, where so many of our cars are increasingly electronic mm-hmm. that you get an internal signal from a specific driver. Uh, so yeah. So that, or like, you know, if somebody's like, you know, going to slam on the horn because they've lost control of their vehicle. I yeah. think of that old thing with, what was it, Toyotas or something, where they just, like, you couldn't brake anymore. There was that whole snafu in, like, I think the 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. The thought is, like, okay, well, maybe you can now send an alert to everybody else around you that you can't stop. Right. Um, right, Or, you know, the, hey, you cut me off, rather than honking is going directly at the person in front of you. Um and, you know, the New York, the light is instantly turned green, move. You can instead just, you know, <laughs> yeah. spam the guy with move, 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 move. That's um, right. Rather than honking.
0: And fittingly, we hear a, I hear a siren. a siren. Is that behind I'm you, that, Matt? Yeah. Yes, we have a siren. So this would, I think sirens would have to go as well, you know.
2: Um, yeah, it would just send an alert to every car, I guess. The noise is a problem, you know. To, mm-hmm.
0: Dear Leader oh. is, is offended by these noises. So I like the idea of the electronic signal, which could then flash on, On the windshield, for instance, you could have like a heads up display in your car, right? And then so Mm -hmm. your whole windshield could flash red, or, uh, you know, a little symbol could pop up that says uh, the car in front of you has pressed its emergency, its emergency light. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing. Oh, go
1: ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say. I mean, at some so when you propose a, a new technology like this, um, you need to consider uh, the jerk problem. All right. So <laughs> yeah, sorry, So if so, there's one function for this for calm people who only care about their neighbors. But the, what we have to ask ourselves is what will happen when all the jerks get a hold of this too.
0: Yes, this the is very jerks important. and and the hackers. And then uh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Jerks
1: are more likely than
0: hackers. but Right. They will figure out messages that they can type on pe- people's windows. Mm-hmm. Yep, that sounds right. Uh, that's one mm-hmm. thing that will happen.
2: Maybe you have like a preset number of things that you are allowed to send. Like the, you, oh, you yeah. only have whatever options get programmed in there. Right. Um, maybe, you know, in typical fashion, the BMWs are a little bit ruder in what they let you send <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. than anything else.
0: I think one of the worst things that would happen is advertising will be sold on these heads-up displays. On so the oh window. God! Yeah,
2: you'd need mm-hmm. ad block. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, another th- another uh, another benefit of this thing of not having these noisy horns is, although it will present somebody with a challenge of how to solve this problem, the guy who comes to pick up your neighbor at six in the morning and honks his car out you know, over and over again outside the building to tell your neighbor he's here as if everyone else in the building needs to wake up and be disturbed by that. Um, Won't be able to use that sound anymore. Oh, actually, he could do, honestly, he could do something that that, the Lyft and Uber already have, which is just sends a text. Mm -hmm. I was about Um,
2: to say that. Do people still do that? I would just text my friends when I was outside. I would never honk. Somebody
0: does it in my building. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. so um, uh, I kind of like it, the Mad Max factor, as you were talking about, Gabby, or talking about Mad Max earlier, <laughs> Gabby, of the visual device. And I, I imagine a, a scenario where society, let's say, okay, let's say the uh, uh, the president who bans horns also is, you know, kind of likes the arts, or for some reason appreciates creativity. And he says, you can use any visual device you want. Um, And so, therefore, everybody would be free to invent their own kind of thing. And I I can imagine that kind of becoming like a, I don't know, like a Burning Man. You see a million different types of... Ways that oh, the
2: jerk think. factor is going to be so high.
1: It's going to be huge.
2: Not yeah. only in that, but I just immediately think like malicious actors, like the number of people who are like, mm, if I make this flash a certain speed, I'm going to give somebody seizures, and that's what I want to do with my oh, car. interesting, uh-huh. interesting,
0: interesting. Um, there's going to be a Pikachu, you know, uh, um, or a Pokemon version, right? Somebody that, uh, whatever, throws...
1: Uh, yeah sure but even like i do. mean we could you know you could get one of those um arm wavy in front of the car dealership um yeah you yeah, yeah, right? like just that. strap that to your roof and whenever you would normally honk it just shoots up and waves its arms <laughs> around instead yes. that'd be fun crazy larry i like that
0: one crazy larry yeah. I don't know, have you seen I the like... movie uh um nope the movie oh sure nope, mm-hmm. not yet yeah. yeah oh yeah it has like a lot of crazy larry's in it So those dancing (laughs) things. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Gabby, what you're saying.
2: Oh, no, I was, I like the idea of one that leaves you passive aggressive notes. You just have like a (laughs) big like robotic arm or something with like a a spread of stickies or something that's like, where'd you learn to drive? Excellent. Um, And it just, you know, reaches out and slaps it on the back of your car. Yeah, Um, Yeah. that's very speed
1: racer. yeah. You could totally do that. So you just set up a little drone unit, and yes. the drone. When you yes. push the button, the the drone flies over to the other car and and sticks the post it note. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's totally doable, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I think the next phase of this thing is that um, you know I think one fun thing about these thought experiments is that we kind of have to ask. Uh, we look at the the if that was p- proposed and say that in order for that to happen, there must there there's a, a historical context or there's some other Thing happening around that. So, what's the deeper meaning of it? And I think the deeper meaning is that their uh, society is starting to push back on noise, excessive noise, which would be a pretty good thing. Mm-hmm. So I must say, it's, mm-hmm. as ev- every generation thinks it's gotten too noisy, I'm sure. Uh, and it has, it just keeps going, it keeps going. So, um, what would be the next? I think, you know, electric cars, for instance, already actually are going to do an enormous amount to uh, reduce the sound of. The sound of the car itself.
1: Yeah, which, and I should say that that raises an important issue. Some people think that's bad um, because (laughs) we're used in terms of pedestrian safety. We're used to being able to hear when cars come by, Um, and it's actually a big problem with electric cars uh, that they're they're too quiet, so they sneak up on people. So there's actually been some suggestion that electric cars should come with noisemakers to make them sound like internal combustion engine cars, um, which is. Bananas, right? But, I, mean, just I think some shit.
0: do, though. I had I heard With some actually said, do. Yeah. They put um, in even that little bit of wine... Just a little
1: bit uh, to you. So that's, yeah. I mean, so that's the thing to think about with the horns too, um, is the uh, pedestrians on the street. Is that That's one of the ways you, if you're in the car, you can communicate with a pedestrian on the street. Yeah, um, Either to warn them that you're coming or say that you hate them or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And we can't do that kind of communication anymore with the pedestrians on the sidewalk.
0: Ah, but see, then and then the creativity thing. I think that it could be interesting that you have to keep your noisemaker the noise of your car um below a certain deci- number of decibels right cuz it has to be quiet mm-hmm. but we've agreed that there should be a little bit of sound from the car and therefore that too can become one of your preferences like you might have settings you know i'm going to i'm going to moo like a cow as i go down this
1: road oh that'd so. be great actually yeah i think could have like morgan freeman's voice saying the yeah. car is approaching <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> Yes. And of course the hackers will have total fun with
0: it. Well, the AI will start deciding what to say and, uh, you know,
1: Oh, well that's a thought. Yeah. So for, if the, if the message you're trying to convey is soothing and welcoming, right. Then it's Morgan Freeman. Um, but if it's a get the hell out of the way right now, it's what Mick Jagger or somebody. (laughs) Mm.
0: I mean, this leads to an interesting idea of, uh, um, this is going off the rails completely, but uh, if the car has, if the signaling um, system of the car is connected to AI, then it could do all kinds of different things just based on context, you know? And of course, your settings would be how how rude are you or whatever, just like you can choose different personalities mm-hmm. for your AI, you could choose different personalities for your car. Um, uh, Gabby, what does your car look like as you drive down the street? This Preferably
2: I live in a place where I don't have to drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I I have holy Im- I, I was always a bad driver, not because I was like dangerous and unaware of road rules, but in that way of like a too hesitant driver is also like it, not great because other people don't know what you're going to do and that was more what I was. I was always a little too cautious. Yeah. Um oh. so uh I don't know, my car probably apologizes. A lot.
1: <laughs> um, the Canadian like, model. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. I feel like that's going to be me. It's going to be a lot of very hesitant left turns. Uh, <laughs> and then to the drivers behind, like, sorry, it's going to probably still say I'm a student driver until I'm like 43 <laughs> and I can no longer get away with that. Um, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably what I've got. Because yeah. if I can't be loud, then that's... That's half my identity gone right there. So I might as well continue to be apologetic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Matt, how about you? What's your vehicle
1: like? Um, Can I have John Williams music?
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Um, Because
1: that'll certainly cover all emotional ranges and forms of expression, right? If I want people to get out of my way, it's the Imperial March. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the force theme. If I want people to follow me, I think there could be a fair bit here. Do the fates, fates when somebody tries to cut me off.
0: Yes, um, yes. <laughs> then I, I would just, just to play along with that, my car would be, uh, would be from the em- em- Empire, so uh, mine would play, you know, Darth Vader's theme as I mm, rode down yeah. the street, you know, and that would be uh, quite interesting. Um, Instead
2: of the little wine, it just makes the Darth Vader like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Get people to pay no noises you're just coming yeah. through
0: yeah. <laughs> what did you say i find your lack of <laughs> face disturbing yeah. I, yeah I find your your lack of speed disturbing <laughs> mm-hmm. um so now i think we can move to the interior environment and imagine that this again this is something i would love to happen Everything beeps. Everything beeps. Can I be an old man for a minute? Everything, what's with the beep? Oh, a Seinfeld. What's with the beeping? Why is everything beeping? So imagine your microwave oven is done now, and it can't beep. Um, you know, I guess we go with lights, right? I imagine we, get, like we need more <laughs> flashing lights in our lives, yeah. you know. But it'd be the sound lobby versus the light lobby.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the light lobby would win. Um, what do you think is the... Uh, as we extrapolate much further, uh, Matt, what's the uh, how has society changed from this moment? Well, where the horns were banished?
1: I't know I mean, there's a sense that you know we all hate horns, right, and we all find driving really stressful, yeah, so except for the people who are always leaning on their horns, I guess yeah. um, so the question is 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 driving a more pleasant experience now. Uh. That we have custom sounds and blinky lights and drones giving us post-it notes. Is that more soothing than just constant honking?
0: Well, you know, what I like is the idea that perhaps what happens is they, they realize that the, the ultimate goal is to be soothing. So mm-hmm. society becomes very soothing. And therefore, the, the health of the society increases tremendously. The rates of heart attacks go down, for instance. The uh, raise of blood high, high, blood, hmm. high blood pressure. Imagine we had a soothing society. So, Gabby, as you're walking down the street in soothing world, <laughs> what's it like? What's the environment?
2: Mm. I'm trying to think, right? Because I feel like it's weird in the way that people have very different senses of the word soothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like rather than the, give it, like I would love to give you a a, a you know a picturesque idea but you know yeah. i originally came from a rural area and it made me want to chew glass like i hated it <laughs> um there was like nothing going on it was shout like, out to maryland endless... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean i like maryland's fine i just like yeah. i you know it was like you would just drive forever like in the dark at night yeah. there was like no street lights and you're just kind of like behind the wheel and you're bored and you're like there's a cow cool <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. like maybe like soothing to the point of nothing I, I can't drive in New York because it is the opposite. It is aggravating and insane to the point of I want to explode. Right, uh, right, but I do like physically navigating New York, even if it's crazy. I am one of those people who finds an almost monastic Zen in chaos and in overstimulation. Ah, so interesting. It is, it is weird now, as much as I talk about being like you know right off the FDR Highway gang, I can no longer fall asleep without that kind of noise. No. Yeah. <sighs> so it is weird in the way, that, like, if everything became soothing, I would probably be so pissed. <laughs> it just wouldn't jive with me. I could not do my car ASMRing me GPS instructions. Like, I really couldn't. Yeah, so I could
0: imagine different districts of the city, uh, of this future city. Mm. Um, you know, like, Brooklyn could be the overstimulated if you find overstimulation soothing, you live in Brooklyn. You know, mm-hmm. If you want very, very quiet, maybe Staten Island becomes the quiet place. Matt, what district would you live in and what things would you find? How Can you imagine the entire city uh, built from a, a goal of being soothing to its citizens? Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, that would be tough, right? Because there's going to be some jerk out there who thinks the sound of chewing is soothing. And then we all have to listen to him <laughs> chewing yeah. all day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Um, and like in man- figuring out what the right sound, soothing sound for Manhattan would be, is kind of complicated because downtown is really different than Broadway is really different than Morningside Heights, mm-hmm. and is different than um, Central Park. So even if like we had a referendum where people voted on the most soothing sound, somebody's going to be really angry. Right at the yep. end of the day.
0: I just had an idea that I think what would happen is if the entire city were incredibly calming and soothing, then Central Park would be incredibly noisy. It would be the place you need to go. <laughs> it would be the one place where mm-hmm. you could go to make noise. Yeah. That's right. Everything is reversed, right? So it's instead of going there as a place of to find peace, it's a place you go to find noise because you're you just can't stand the dull <laughs> dullness of the uh, of the very soothing.
2: City. Actually, that does remind me of something. That's just like a pure aside, but I think is really funny. When I was in uh, Europe, I was in uh, Porto for a chunk, Porto in Portugal. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is a very quiet city that at night it's very quiet. There's like not really that much traffic noise, nothing even remotely close to New York, so much less honking. And one of the things that was really striking is you could always hear music because anybody playing at any Mm -hmm. venue was, it carried so well because it was never competing with traffic noise, which was very interesting to be, I mean, granted, there's also like an elevation thing where, you know, we were on like a higher part of the city and like looking down on the lower. So it enabled sound to sort of come up more. It wasn't blocked by high buildings in the same way that Manhattan has, where it's just, you know, flat and uh, there's a million buildings in the way. But it was interesting then what you do hear if there's an absence of traffic noise. So maybe it, you wind up, you know, when you go to Central Park to find noise, you are, if you're even in the surrounding area, you're able to hear whatever noise people are getting up to in Central Park. So maybe Park Avenue is no longer as right, desirable right. of a place to live.
0: That's right, because in, inside Central Park, it's all heavy metal all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speed metal. Um, mm-hmm. I just had an image of the, of the quiet, calm, soothing city, which is that um, all the... Um, buildings are rounded and covered in, like, acoustic foam or Hmm, something, right? The streets are carpeted, you know. In other words, they just go out of their way to keep it very, very, very quiet. And there would be a whole new breed of jerks, as you mentioned, uh, Matt, because those who are the the noise Nazis. And I might be one of those occasionally, (laughs) you know. Like, the people who talk in the library, I can't stand that, right? So... Imagine it, we take this really to its ultimate extreme. It's essentially a library like atmosphere. When I ride uh, Amtrak, the uh, train here, um, there's a quiet car. There's one car, which is designated the quiet car on the train, right? Where you can't use your phone and you're mm, supposed to speak yeah. quietly. And there's always one person who is just. But imagine the entire city is essentially set up like a quiet car. That'd be quite interesting. I think people would have to work. I think the coffee industry might get a boost because people would be napping mm-hmm. yeah, all the okay. time, be so yeah. be so quiet. Um, Matt, would you have a preference over if you had to choose between very calm, quiet city or, ex- or very noisy
1: city? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like like Gabby was pointing out, it's whatever you're used to, right? So my daughters grew up almost their entire lives in the middle of Manhattan. So whenever we go out into the countryside for a relaxing trip, they can't sleep and they're cranky (sighs) because they're used to car alarms and sirens and horns and it doesn't sound right to them without it. Um, so my, my reflexive answer is I would like a quiet city, Yeah. um, but I have to accept that it might be the case that I have just grown used to the noise now. And it might be weird if there was not a one man band under my balcony. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabby, how might evolution, imagine if we, if the species evolves in this incredibly soothing, quiet atmosphere, how might, uh human beings change over the millennia?
2: Uh, I, I mean, yeah, evolution is not like a millennia, thousand-year process. It's a million-year process. Right, right, so right. Uh, we haven't even seen how human beings have evolved in having societies yet. We have not had societies for a <laughs> yeah, long yeah. enough time to say how evolution has shaped us. Um It would be interesting to see how it changes our social processes and, like, what becomes more of a social norm.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, For example, children are incredibly loud little creatures. Um, And handling children who make a lot of noise is, like, part of current social norms. But, like, I can't imagine how much more it would be if, like... You cannot just let them out on the playground to scream. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is considered like an ultimate taboo. Um, yeah. So that that part I, I'm a little bit more interested about. I'm interested about like, you know, how the concept of like a fight, like arguments change if the entire society has to be so relentlessly like quiet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tone policing quite literally to the <laughs> n- end. <degree. laughs> literally.
0: I think I think uh, Matt. Well, tell me what you think. I, I was thinking that bodies would change in some ways. That we would learn to eat silently. We would learn to do everything. Silence would be the ultimate goal. In other words, we would we would become incredibly mm. stealthy
1: creatures. Yeah, fine. I mean, we'd be like you know a, a monastery where everyone has taken a vow of silence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those places are quite eerie to, to visit, um, where people are, are are working hard to be quiet. Um and actually we just got a a healthy dose of quiet here at NYU because they just renovated the first floor of the library and Philip, right. you'll remember mm-hmm. that it used to be like stone right It was marble right. or something so it was very echoey and I don't know it had that kind of feel to it right, right. Um, and now that's all carpet. So oh, when I you walk that. in, it just opened like a week ago. So now instead of it being kind of sterile and sharp and echoey, it's cozy um and and i should say the students love it so everybody hangs out on the first floor now um because it feels like a lounge instead of a library and awesome. and then of course there's the people complaining it sounds it feels like a lounge and not a library <laughs> <Maybe> that's <laughs> right. not quite what we want
2: there um, there is something so terrifying about being in a quiet space that echoes you're just so terrified of mm, making any single noise We have right. <laughs> you know, a spot like that for studying at stony brook and it was like it was a great spot to study, but then like anybody who like opened the door, every single head would turn as one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like look at whoever dared to open the door and cause that little click. Yeah,
0: yeah, and there was a study lounge in the library at, at NYU. I, that's one thing I loved about it; it was so quiet. And it's a similar thing with somebody. And I think my theory on why everyone would turn to look at who came in the door was: everyone is so craved for some kind of stimulus. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: it's like, ah, just desperately take it. A, a yeah.
2: sound, bring it. Yeah. Oh, maybe that brings me a really fun, just like again, last minute non sequitur of there yes. is a thing with human behavior where, when presented for long enough with lack of stimulus, like and lack of any stimulus, yeah. humans will actively choose a negative stimulus. Oh, Sometimes, yeah. oh, like a mild negative stimulus just to feel something. Yeah. Um, I personally lived this in the pandemic. My friends and I were so bored. We did a Midwestern jello taste test. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Midwest of the US is, is known for like weird jello salads and conglomerations of all mixes <laughs> of different things that came out of cans and are very manufactured. And we did a sort of Russian roulette of those. And it was bad. It was yeah, it really, pretty really nauseating. bad, yeah. and we only did that because, well, there was nothing else going on. So, of course, that sounded like a great idea at the time. Um, <laughs> this is what so brings I about the apocalypse.
0: In,
2: <laughs> yeah, and so, like, just your your comment, Phil, about how uh, you know, w- when left alone for so long and so much quiet, like people looked because they needed something. Like, yeah, I wonder, in so much quiet, what uh, potentially destructive things we get up to in the silence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of fun because it'd be a race to the bottom in the sense that the quieter it got, the less sound you would need to make to alert someone from your car, for instance, from whatever your mm-hmm. your rolling pillow oh, yeah, machine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it just go quieter and quieter and quieter, and then aliens visit and um, they're incredibly noisy and they just take over the world because no one can stand to be around them. You know, just the noise, the rudeness. Um, uh, Matt, is this a utopia or a dystopia
1: for you? Oh, for me, I wouldn't mind some quiet. I think it, yeah. it might be because I, I'm on the tail end of 18 years of parenthood, that a little bit of quiet <laughs> seems a little, kind of appealing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess I would need to know what the rules are going to be in the classroom um, because oh, I right. do make a fair bit of noise while teaching. Um, and if I'm going to have trouble with that, then that could be a feat.
0: Yeah, if teachers are no, no, no longer allowed to speak. Well, it would just be all PowerPoint all the time. It would really be terrible.
1: That would be nightmarish. Yeah. And there
0: would be no learning going on whatsoever. Um, Gabby, how about you? Uh, Utopia or dystopia?
2: I think dystopia for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I play a martial art that is extremely loud. Oh, uh, and I love that Capoeira is extremely loud. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'm just a very loud person naturally, and so it would. I would hate to have to uh, be quiet in a new world of permanent silence.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would have to say ultimately dystopia too. Even though I love quiet atmospheres, I love, as I said, the quiet car, in the library, et cetera. Et cetera. But ultimately, uh, quiet is related to oppression. <laughs> in some way. And, uh, you know, the idea of constantly just tamping down creativity. And so I think I would ultimately, uh, find myself living in central park and learning to love, uh, uh heavy metal. I think yeah, That's that just just pretty good. Mm-hmm. it would be the place to be. Um, well, thank you both. Thank you for this. Thank you, Suzanne, for this, uh, um, uh, excellent suggestion. I was going to say quiet. I don't know if it's a quiet or a noisy suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, either way is, is fantastic. Um, Gabby, do you have a Halloween costume planned for this coming
2: holiday? I do. So uh, in the past, I've done sort of ridiculous Halloween costumes, which some of you guys may remember. Uh, Two years ago, I was handmade a costume. I was a sexy Jawa. I was a Jawa, and I just wore fishnets (laughs) underneath of it as a joke. Uh, And then the next year, I was cousin it. Um, And this year, I sort of like didn't have... Halloween snuck up on me. I didn't really have time to plan one. But... Uh, and I'm not doing anything like on Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. But my Kapura group were having a Halloween hoda. So essentially, throwing like a big uh, event and everybody's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I realized I should dress up as my professor. And oh. so I've got a Risky. bald cap and tattoo sleeves. <laughs> and I have to practice my facial hair makeup uh, wow. to see if I can get his like goatee. Um, but <laughs> I think it's going to be really funny because this guy is so much like taller than I am. Like he's a very muscular, <laughs> like six foot something tall dude. And I am five foot nil. And, uh, I just really like the, the joke of like having micro Milandro there for the, uh, the event. So I also haven't seen him in months. So this is just really funny. <laughs> I <think for> me. <laughs>
1: That's we'll be we'll good. see how
2: this goes and we'll see how it works with me using a uh, waterproof, uh, makeup to do uh, a beard, which I then have to get off my face. After oh boy. Challenge, yeah.
0: yeah. Do make it waterproof. Cause you don't want to be like Rudy Giuliani at that press conference. Oh, I would,
2: I would be like doing, and we have to do this in whites too. Like for the most oh, part, like, if I did not use waterproof makeup, everything would be on the floor. But I also did consider, you know, just cutting out like in like felt or something like a fake, you know, facial hair and then just gluing it to myself. But I figure the makeup is more removable, so. That's good. That's we'll see good. how this goes.
0: All right, we'll wrap up because uh, we we need to uh, squeeze in some time uh, after our recordings. We do a special show just for Patreon listeners. So Patreon listeners, don't forget to check your app or check the email. that we get. You're going to get bonus content. They're going to get more discussions about the secrets behind Matt and Gabby's and my Halloween uh, upcoming festivities. So if you want to find out more about that or more about the science behind the show, or the lack of science behind the show, either way, (laughs) become a Patreon supporter. Patreon.com slash if It's a fun group of people, and we thank all of them for their support. Um, Matt, will you help us uh, with the closing uh, ceremonies here?
1: Um, Well, we're sitting on the floor of our car factory, not having to wear any ear protection, because all the machinery has been designed to be extremely quiet. Awesome. When someone walks up to us, And very quietly, says the name of a podcast.
0: Happy Halloween. We'll see you next week.